Hey, wonderfuls! Welcome to this replay of the episode that I did many years ago with the wonderful Jeanette McCurdy, who currently has a number one New York Times best-selling book. I'm going to go ahead and say it's best-selling everywhere beyond the New York Times as well. Called "I'm Glad My Mom Died," and I just wanted to sort of flash back to the conversation I had with with Jeanette so many years ago and uh, put it into a context as uh, in terms of how far she's come and sort of what her life experiences have been since then and uh, in context again with with the wonderful book that she wrote. So it, as we near 500 episodes and as we near the end of the year, um, Julian and Max Fun and I wanted to just kind of revisit some nostalgic episodes, especially when there are people like Jeanette who have who've written the amazing books or have amazing projects going on that sort of take me back to those initial conversations. So it felt like a perfect time to do that. I want you to enjoy this episode with Jeanette and have wonderful holidays. And I will be speaking with you more in the new year. struck with the horror of you being my first guest who who's, has played my daughter. <laughs> like, that is, seems bananas to me. In part because I don't have children. Yeah. I mean, I could have had I could have had you, but I, I would have been a teen so. pregnancy. You looked like four years older than me. I love you so much. It was ridiculous. I felt like there was no... I was so confused when I saw you. <laughs> I was like, wait, but this is not... Because I was already playing a character that was too young for my age, you know? Right. So then to have you on top of that, it was like, um, wow, I feel really <laughs> well. And, and the whole reason behind it, as we quickly figured out, of course, was that Jerry, who yeah. was on iCarly with you, was yeah. like supposed to be the love interest. So it couldn't be... It had to be someone his age. Mm-hmm. So no, one, just no one did the math. It was just like tucked under the rug. Like, yeah, uh-huh. let's not worry about that. It's fine. It's like their kids. They don't know. Exactly. They don't know. They don't care. Uh-huh. Um, but that was so much fun doing that movie up there with you. It was fun. I like that one. Um, remember that restaurant we went to on the first day? Yeah. Amir's Amir. Yeah. It's like really, he's good at organizing stuff like that. He's I'm great at organizing that. stuff. I went to a Persian food with him like five, like, God, now maybe two months ago. Yeah. And it was remember, the first time I'd seen him. He invited him. me and <laughs> I couldn't go. Hmm, that's a bummer. Yeah. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, and yeah, he, lo- I love, I, I love that he just like wanted to round everybody up like yeah. that. Cause it's such a nice, when you're shooting something out of town, it's so nice to like connect with people. Yeah. You know, I was glad that he, um, yeah, he made it very like familial. And I think I, it wasn't something I was, um, I mean, I guess I was used to in, in other sets and things, but just to be like away on a set and to be experiencing that. And I thought because I was usually, if I was really close to people, it's because they were my age. So I thought like, oh, I'm going to be really on my own for this yeah. movie because there were no other really kids. There but really was, weren't. I guess yeah. there were a couple of people that came in to be like, you're, there was a guy yeah. who was a love interest mm-hmm. and. I was like too nervous to talk around. It was the worst. <laughs> he was handsome. Yeah. Wasn't he have a French name? Yeah, Jean-Luc Bilodeau. Oh, Jean-Luc. You're like, I barely remember. His name is his full name is Jean-Luc. He lives at blah, 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 blah. Same color. And then was there a girl too? It's funny because I feel like, I guess we didn't really, I didn't work with him at all. So no wonder I never saw them. <laughs> no, there was just him. And then there was some ki- there, a guy named um, Nick who was my, he was supposed to have had a crush on me. And he was really right. sweet. Um, and we did all our schooling together. 
Um, oh, right, right, right. I, w- I wanted to like hang out with Jean-Luc, but Jean-Luc was, uh, in, he was already graduated. So he had, he had yeah, no school was requirements. No and then I felt bad because in between takes, he would talk to me and he was so sweet, but I just felt like it was, it was a pity conversation. Oh, where it's like, no. I have to be talking. <laughs> you were the star of the movie. No, I just pity felt. Pity conversation. <laughs> I was uncomfortable. I understand. I mean, I've definitely been there. Don't get me wrong. But I, I also feel that. like I'm thinking of places. I'm thinking of situations in which I was definitely not the star of something and like whoever <laughs> I was doing it with was the star and they would give, have pity conversations with me. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Yeah, because at that point you kind of feel like you wish you could just have an agreement where you're like, listen, you, I get that you, you really don't want to talk to me. I just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds so like <laughs> debasing to yourself. Mm-hmm. And of course they would be like, what? No. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So there's no way out. Mm-hmm. There's no way but out. But then you'd never know what their real intention was and why they were talking to you. Ugh. I know. So it remains a mystery. <laughs> a beautiful French Canadian mystery. He was Canadian, right? Yeah. And now he's on like an ABC family show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've seen it a couple of times. <laughs> Listen, you're just, you like memories. to keep, you like to support people you've worked do, with in the past. I do, In a very general way. <laughs> no harm done. No harm done. No Google search um, or anything. And then the other thing I remember, and tell me if you had this experience too, because I've talked about this on the podcast before, was just discovering that while I had worked in Vancouver in the spring and fall in the past and was like, guys, I'm pretty sure I'm going to move here. Like, I want to be on a show here full time. <laughs> and then we did that movie into like thanksgiving time Mm -hmm. and it was like dark all day Mm -hmm. every day Mm -hmm. raining i started to get bummed out (laughs) really yeah i kind of did just because i would wake up and i'd be like yep time to go to work in the dark and then (laughs) we'll work for a little while with my parka we'll work for a while and it'll get dark while we're still working so it'll be (laughs) like four Mm o'clock And then we'll get done and it'll feel like midnight, even if it's like six or seven. Did you guys like go out afterward or anything to keep it like lively? I feel like Amir and Jerry did. Um, I am such a nerd. I mean, I really really was like, I was getting up in the morning and I think I saw you at the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Because I couldn't go running, which I wanted to do because the weather was so bad. So it was Mm -hmm. like running in the gym in the dark in the morning. (laughs) And then at night, yeah, they would be like, we're going to go to the bar. Do you want to come with us? And I would be like, (sighs) (laughs) No. Okay. Yeah, I spent a lot of time with them like on our days off. Yeah, and you guys went to, like skiing it. or something, right? No, no. <laughs> I swear, Amir maybe went, he maybe did. Amir you know what? Alone. I think Nina came Nina. up and he okay. went with her. Okay, yeah. That makes me feel better because I thought everybody went on a big ski no. trip and I had to go out of town for the weekend. So oh yeah, like, you oh were. god, I you missed were so it. So busy, but yeah, it was, we're always that was so my, busy. I think, no, I think that was my busiest time. Everything kind of you know got a little. I was doing music then, so that was I was like out of town for that kind of stuff. But then I stopped doing music shortly after, and everything became a lot easier. It just seemed like tolerable. Was, so I remember thinking, perhaps in the most maternal way I could, considering <laughs> how we both felt like I wasn't your mom. Uh, but I do remember <laughs> feeling like, oh my god, I the times that I've been as busy as you are like busy at home is different than busy travel right. you know what i mean and right. i remember the times when i had to like fly red eyes to oh. go do another job yeah. and then fly a red eye to come home and keep working yeah i was so fragile mm-hmm. and i remember thinking like i hope she's okay because just from a human point yeah. of view I mean, it's brutal and it does things to you physically too that you don't even uh, like anticipate like my skin would dry out and then i was getting like weird acne problems and then i would try and use medication to clear that up but then the medica- my skin was too sensitive for the medication so Oy. i was like that weird kid who's like allergic to a lot and traveling wasn't good yeah. so i don't know well let me ask you this because um that's the other thing i was gonna say is i have so many women i know you listen to mindy's episode but i have women in their kind of i think the youngest i've had is like probably mid-20s all the way up from there um 
your teenage years are not too far behind. I mean, no. how old were you when we did Best Player? You were playing 15. Yeah, I think I was uh, either I was 17 or 18, I maybe? 17 or, yeah. 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 And so you... Yeah, 17. And you, I think, are the first... Well, you're one of the first people that I can think of who really has been working and worked all through your teenage years. Yeah. And you were just, we were just joking about that one before I <laughs> turned on the uh, microphones about these, uh, what do you call them? I guess cootie catchers again, totally never comfortable saying that. Um, <laughs> and how you like, and how you're homeschooled and how, you know, your interaction with other kids was more limited than it would have been if you had gone to like a private or a public school. Yeah. I was, I was always very, like I did a lot of extracurricular activities and things and I made friends, I made friends pretty easily. Um, but I always had a weird, a weird feeling of inferiority, which even like when I was talking about talking to Jean-Luc and things, how I felt like, oh, does he really feel like he has to have a conversation with me? I always felt like that weird, the person like, oh, they don't have to do this. You know, like, oh, I feel bad. I don't really want to yeah. intrude on them. So I, th- I think if any, if homeschooling did anything to my uh, demeanor in a not so positive way, that would be it. But otherwise it was, it was all fun. And I was social and I wasn't locked in a closet or anything. Did you have other, no, cause that's the other thing I didn't realize is I had, um, my friend Sarah was on the podcast and she was homeschooled, but, um, I think I'm thinking of the right person who was homeschooled, yeah. but she was homeschooled with like some other kids from the neighborhood. Was it just oh, you? Cool. It was me and my, uh, all of my elder brothers were homeschooled, um, until my oldest brother decided to go to his junior and senior year of high school. But then my other two siblings and myself were all homeschooled throughout high school and everything. And I was going to go to public high school, but then that's when I booked, uh, the Nickelodeon show I Carly. And that's, I started doing that when I was 14. Yeah. So it didn't really... They were like, so hey, were you, and remind me, were you here for all of that or was this elsewhere? Yeah. No, I was, uh, I was born in, in uh, garden Grove in orange County and, uh, lived there my whole life until I moved to Burbank when I was like 17, just so I could be closer to work. Yeah. And then, uh, Hollywood later. And, uh, yeah. What, um, how many brother, are you, how many brothers do you have and what Three. are their, their ages? Three older brothers and they are, oh God, it gets harder. It's weird. And I, I used to know them so e- their ages so easily. And now since we've gotten older, you it's to like, do the math. Yeah. So my eldest brother's 30 and then, uh, 26, Marcus is 30, Dustin's 26 and Scotty is 24. Okay. Yeah. Well, they did the good, they do really did a pretty good, like you wait that you do this mm-hmm. and that you have them at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At this point they are well planned and you're still really tight with your family, right? Yeah, very your, and your mom was definitely, was your dad up there too? Or just your mom? Uh, you mean in garden Grove? Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Uh, at the, in oh, Vancouver. No, sorry. I think and maybe he came up for like a day or two. Yeah. Um, but my, <laughs> my mom was there the whole time and then my grandfather came up and then my brother Scott, <gasps> right. oh my God, I forgot <laughs> your grandfather came affair. up. Yeah. I remember that now. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so sweet and great. Mm -hmm. He was obsessed with you. Like, and he has a very, (laughs) like, sweet and not creepy, but also a little bit like, okay, Grandpa, like, that's maybe one less less sentence about her at the table tonight. Oh my gosh. He's like, it's just her, she glows, just her whole face lights up. Oh my gosh. I seriously, I feel like I never blush. I may be blushing over your sweet, sweet grandpa. That is adorable. That is so incredibly nice. So you just made my day. Um, Oh, wow. And so, and so your reasons for your, for your uh, parents homeschooling you, were they just kind of looking at the sad state of public school in Orange County or? Um, My oldest brother, when he started, he started going to public school. He did like preschool and then kindergarten. Then when he was in like second grade, he had a a bad experience with a a teacher of his. And my mom was like, I got to take him out of public school. This is not working. Um, And she she saw somewhere like at the bottom. Oh, I think it was to take him out of the public school. She had to like sign papers or something because Mm. they wanted all this 
they want the reasons why and you know back then homeschooling was really weird and uncharacteristic but at the bottom there was like a little clause that kind of explained like homeschooling or something as an alternative that she could have checked as a as like what she was going to do and she had uh, thought that she was going to enroll him in a different public school but then she saw that and th- thought oh i'll just try uh, homeschooling that's amazing mm-hmm. that it actually came from seeing it as an option being like yeah. wait a minute hold on as if it were like <laughs> let's see i could get a french roll a bagel or a croissant i could get my turkey sandwich on a croissant <laughs> to make like that huge of a life change for your brother based on like uh, you know i saw there was this other it's box i could mark yeah <laughs> it's exactly. so interesting yeah but i feel and that, and then that's a huge commitment for a parent to make right to kind of go all right i want to be involved in this way yeah she really had no kind of like other person no. like showing her the that's so no amazing. she had no um like no roadmap no she of. had no roadmap and she had had no like teaching experience or anything and she was going to she used to, she was a hairdresser and then she had started taking like law school classes at night because she wanted to like further her education and stuff um and this was while we were all very young um but then once that happened with my brother she thought oh, i just have to kind of take charge here and you know help him with his homework and luckily my eldest brother was really smart and very independent so he would just kind of read and could do all his work on his own he's definitely the smartest of, of all of us but um i'm gonna tell each of your other brothers they would yeah yeah they <laughs> okay. absolutely would all right smart in different ways my eldest brother's like a math he's a computer engineer he's like a math genius just equations and patterns and things like that that are baffling none of my other brothers or myself could could think in that way um and my other two brothers are really like good with art um and i'm not good on either of those ends but uh also one of my brothers is like with like history and english and i don't know so they're all they're just different smart different Mm -hmm. that's how i feel actually it's funny you would say that because as you were describing that i was thinking about um my all the cousins on my mom's side yeah and you have like a big family feel, right? yeah my mm-hmm. on my mom's side on my dad's side i have a very small family on mm-hmm. my dad's side it's like my dad my aunt and my aunt's son and that's it it's like yeah. if we had a family reunion it would be the four of us honestly <laughs> so it's kind of like small pickings but yeah um but on my mom's side who's mormon yeah there's she had three siblings and then they've all had a million kids not a million kids yeah. but yeah but so i'm the only <laughs> one in the family go. that's it goes like i think it's like it it is kind of funny because there's like me by myself and then there's another and then one of my uncle has two kids so you have like the one two and then it jumps to like four and five or something like that Mm -hmm. um it's sad that i can't remember but like i have a lot of cousins (laughs) i feel like there's 11 of us there might be 12 because my mom one of my mom's sisters um i feel terrible that i can't like if i sat and counted out the names i would know Mm -hmm. but my mom one of my mom's sisters i see so rarely it's so sad but i see them so rarely that and there's kids the kids are so much younger than me like the youngest is so young that i think i've met him once Mm. it's sad news Mm -hmm. yeah um like we all keep it like we're all on a family newsletter and stuff so i know what's going on in all of their lives but it's just not yeah but it's Mm -hmm. like i'm not you don't get that face-to-face time so it gets a little bit confusing and she had like a bunch of boys and one girl so Mm -hmm. um but i do feel like a terrible family member being like (laughs) how many cousins do i have (laughs) i count them out (laughs) yeah it's feel i feel gross about that but anyway they are all everyone on my mom's side of the family is so incredibly bright yeah and i feel like without fail almost every single one of them who is adult enough to have a job is doing something either like mind-boggling to me that i can't wrap my head around like wanting to be a rocket scientist or what i mean literally rocket yeah or or they're like in nursing or something where i feel like oh boy i really am not giving back in any kind of a real way like Mm -hmm. 
it's a way to sort of speaking of feeling inferior it's a yeah. real way and and they're all like you're on a cartoon you're on tv and i'm like Ugh. yeah i know you guys it, are really doing like it does work. weird things and one of my friends just moved to um africa and she is working at an adoption center and every like every weekend she uploads some pictures and like hey here's how you can help share this link here and she also helps animals on like on the weekends just as this little <laughs> side thing and it, yeah <laughs> yesterday she uploaded a picture of her like walking with lions literally <laughs> lions and there's like a Amazing. prairie beyond her and she's looking just perfectly at the camera i was like i'm gonna go to here's eat. a picture of me yeah. at the grocery store buying exactly. cereal mm-hmm. just doing the good work yeah amazing <laughs> amazing but the other thing that i'll say is and i'm sure that you get told this all the time but this is just obviously my personal observation is that you know for somebody who's worked and been you know well known certainly by a large group of some kinds of people yeah toddlers <laughs> Nickelodeon fans, <laughs> country music fans, um, it, that you just are so grounded. You know, you don't, there's, and, and I feel like, and I know I said this to you when we work together and I, I just know that you know this about yourself cause I'm sure everyone always says it, but like that is rare, you know, it is unusual. It can be very unusual. I guess, but sometimes I actually get in my head about that because then I, you know, a lot of people tell me that and then I wonder, well, am I, am I like tr- attempting to be that because I, because pe- people expect that or like. You know, what if I just went crazy one day and like got all these fur <laughs> and like Macklemore? <laughs> yeah. Like that's yeah. at the top of the list. The one thing I'm denying myself because I have to is fur vests. Just wouldn't fit my nice person image. <laughs> oh, you're like, you know? uh, and then I just would buy all these snakes and I would just have snakes. I would be wearing pet snakes. I'd have a parrot on my shoulder. Of course you would. And of I'd just start like would. throwing lattes at people. <laughs> like normal famous teenagers in Los Angeles. Guys, come Peeing on. We all things. know one or two. Um, no, but like, I don't know. Because I think that... And I'll say this too. I, I'm doing all the talking because now I'm just like taking you apart in front of your <laughs> eyes. But I also feel like the relationship that you have to your fans is um, <clears throat> is very inclusive. And I remember thinking that too. And I think that um, you know it's possible that subconsciously it inspired me because I wasn't doing my podcast yet. But I feel like you do the same thing I do, which is my assumption is that people who like what I do are people I would want to be friends with. Absolutely. So I just treat them. I just treat, you know, that's why I'm like, you guys know, because Mm -hmm. I feel like Mm -hmm. I've never, I never meet somebody through the podcast or mm-hmm. through Cora or whatever yeah. that I'm not like, well, you're great. Yeah. I you can know? sit and chat with yeah, you. Yeah. We're kindred have, spirits. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. And so I think when you like in your, in the video diaries that you're doing and in just the, your blog and like the way that you yeah. communicate with people is, yeah. is it's not an inferiority thing. It's just you being like, well, I'm not any, I mean, yeah. yes, I have the opportunity to be doing this stuff, but that doesn't mean that like somehow I'm elevated in a way that makes me like, yeah. my children yeah. you know, like uh-huh. lady gaga is also very accessible to her fans but in more of like yeah. a, i'm a prophet Little kind monsters. of way <laughs> yeah pray to me at night yeah yeah instead mm-hmm. of like okay we're like you know mm-hmm. if i'm if i was sitting on a bus and you were sitting on a bus we might laugh about the same thing yeah like, that's sort of the exactly. same assumption i think okay. that's so great and that's got to be such a product of your upbringing i mean how could it not be yeah i'm i think so my mom was always very my mom was like the talking to strangers type her her biggest model was like oh always give somebody a compliment as long as it's sincere but like try and give as many compliments as you can because you never know when that's going to make somebody's day and then uh i don't yeah i guess it was just kind of her she had a really great um 
really great attitude. Every neighborhood kid wanted to hang out at our house. Every time we had friends over, they wanted our mom to be their mom. Uh-huh. Uh, when we went up, I, you know, growing up, I went to church and everything. And my my mom would be like the teacher of some of the, the Sunday school classes. And every kid would be like, Debbie, they like make her cards and things. And I got so jealous. I'd be like, you should just like, not get, I don't like how you drew her. She would not like her nose in that picture. Like you need to tuck that back under your chair. Um, but that is true. That can be tricky. I think when you're younger is like feeling like everyone loves your mom like it's your mom yeah there is because there i think all children when we're going through the phase where we're like in love with our parents or whatever we want to feel like that short we're special to them (laughs) too you know and oh yeah little Jeanette (laughs) please don't talk to my mother right now right now she's just a mom not a teacher thanks (laughs) oh oh it's time for a quick break i will be back after a word from our friends at maximum fun Hi everyone, I'm Anna McLeod. And I'm Alexis B. Preston. And we host a show called Comfort Creatures, the show for every animal lover, be it a creature of scales, six legs, fur, feathers, or fiction. Comfort Creatures is a show for people who prefer their friends to have paws instead of hands. Unless they are raccoon hands, that is okay. That is absolutely okay, yeah. Yes. Every Thursday, we will be talking to guests about their pets, learning about pets in history, art, and even fiction. Plus, we'll discover differences between pet ownership across the pond. It's going to be a hoot on Maximum Fun. Oh my gosh. Was was the church community... uh, like something that you felt really connected to when you were growing up? Um, I did for, I did for a little bit. I felt, um, I like, I have, I actually still have a lot of friends, um, that go to church and everything. And, uh, a lot of them are, have, they went to BYU and they like, they are having kids and they were starting families. But, uh, the, a big thing that sort of created uh, uh, some reservations in my head was when I was in a lesson and uh, the lesson was on just like, it was, you know, young women's or whatever when you, when you start there. And it was one of my first lessons going into that new kind of age division and um, being taught kind of thing, seeing like, Oh, what's this about? It's not achievement days anymore where you're doing like crafts. It's like, you're actually learning things, you yeah. know, that have to do with the church church and the ideas of the church uh, and the the teacher. And I, you know, I don't mean to blame her, but I feel like, you know, a a lot of the way that she was teaching was maybe what irritated me, but she was talking about how it's a woman's job to stay at home and raise the kids and not work. And, uh, it just, it was like, it hit me so hard. So I raised my hand and I was like, well, what if, what if, you know, you, you want to work? What if you want to, you have goals and dreams and things that you want to um, pursue and can't you, can't you do that as well? And she's like, you can, as long as it's with the confines of like what we believe in, as long as you're able to make time for your family and, you know, cook the meals. And it's important to keep that, you know, mother hen kind of vibe. And that like traumatized me. <laughs> I hated hearing that. I went yeah. home to my mom and I was crying and I was like, I don't know. I don't want to go back right now. I don't want to go back for a while. So I didn't. And then I tried it like a couple times. Um, since then I would, I would go and things, but, um, it just never, once that those, you know, reservations ticked in it never really yeah it's hard i was i mean not to i don't want to make we don't have to make the whole podcast about this but i didn't know where you were with the church and yeah because i have family who are mormon i've talked about this on the podcast before especially with cara santa maria who was another she's a sort of whatever you want to call a lapsed mormon or you know whatever um but it is but i am but i do feel a kinship i feel a kinship with mormons yeah 
in general because yeah. why wouldn't I? I grew up around them yeah um but then i feel like an extra kinship with people who've been in the church and aren't participating same, anymore same here because yeah. i feel like there is i mean i heard the same things and yeah. then i also was told um you know again by his teacher and it, it's interesting because it really is like that's when you start to see doctrines of any kind falling apart whether it's the u.s constitution mm-hmm. whether it's you know muslim whether it's mm-hmm. wh- wherever you are it's like hu- the way that human interpretation goes mm-hmm. as well can mm-hmm. like instantly like mm-hmm. you know tint or taint yeah whatever the lens that you're looking at this thing through and <clears throat> to have a teacher who was like fully aware that my parents were divorced and my dad was an atheist and to still say in a classroom that I was sitting in, you know, sons and daughters of perdition, the people who, who have the truth and then reject it. Those are really the only ones that like have to worry about hell. Mm -hmm. you know. And I raised my hand and was like, I'm sorry, are you, maybe I misunderstood. Are you thinking that my dad is going to hell? (laughs) And they were like, well, he's going to burn a lot. Essentially. Yes. You know what I mean? So, and so that part of you just clicks off. There's just like this part of you that's like, that's what happened. There's the first mark. Like, okay, go ahead and put that in the column of don't want to believe that, you know? Exactly. And I felt even when I raised my hand and I brought up any sort of a question, I felt like I was met with such a defensive, like, (laughs) no, like that would never, you just must be the, the mother. And like, that's your role and duty in this life that kind of just like freaked me out and i thought well if you're gonna like there are a million things that you're crossing right then because then you're judging me for what i'm saying and just by asking an innocent question and saying well i have things that i want to do with my life why do i have to do it this one way can i believe certain things and still do this and it was just like no it was like which is so crazy because i mean for for sure there are plenty of i think there are mormon feminists you know like I don't because in fact there's one a girl on Teresa I don't know if you still listen to the podcast but eventually yeah. um, I want her to do it but I there's a girl who um whose name is Teresa Edmonds shout out to Teresa who has stayed within the church and is really wow. endeavoring to bring feminism to the church to like stay hmm. in it and change it from the inside and say these are the things I believe wow and I need you guys to catch up with you know, society and freedom and civil rights and stuff in these good ways for her. and good for her. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't have like, I, I don't even believe in, I mean, Me. all due respect. Like I just, I don't believe in Joseph Smith. So yeah. that was, but my God, those moments, I can't remember if I've ever said this on the podcast before, but those moments in testimony meetings, yeah. when people would get up and feel so moved by the spirit or yeah. whatever it was that was going on inside them. And they would cry and say like, I know, like, I know that beautiful moment where you're watching someone else's faith and you're uh, like, God, that's so attractive. Like, I wish I oh felt God. that. Oh my God. You know God. what I mean? Yes. It is a very moving experience to watch someone be so certain. Yes. And I remember thinking like, God, I want to feel that way about oh something, God. you know? That's, it, that's so, okay. My mother was like a beacon in, within the church. Like people, you know, she would bear her testimony and things. And I think, you know, people would flock to her and get her opinions on everything because she was just so, she was so vocal about her faith and everything. Um, and it, it was so hard for me to grow up because I, I definitely had doubt very early and I, I didn't, I, I didn't like, oh God, this is terrible, but I never like enjoyed going to church. Like even when I was very, very young, I'd be like, oh, I get to like eat Cheerios. Well, these oh my gosh, people there will be a Ziploc yeah. bag full of Cheerios. full of Cheerios. And I always want frosted cause I was like, fuck this. I'm going to yeah. have sugar on my Cheerios. <laughs> I know the other kids don't believe in sugar, but I'm going to have this. 
but my, my mom had this faith that was, it was so compelling and so beautiful to me. And I hated that I didn't have it. And I hated, you know, even while she was, uh, you know, while she, while she was dying and while she was going through chemotherapy and her belief never faltered, like it was unwavering mm. and it, it was so amazing to watch. And I just, it killed me because I thought I want that. I want, I want to, I mean, God, like you said, anything I'll believe if I could believe in love to that degree and believe that that lasts or something, but it, it's, you know, maybe someday there will be something that I, that I have that belief. Santa Claus is what I That's it. Hold in. on to it. You know, hold on tight. He Just, is real. He mm-hmm. is looking after us. Going to bring me presents. Yeah. It's really interesting. Did your brother serve missions? No, none Just of So them. none of, none of no, your family no. my oldest is, brother, uh, is attending. No, none. My oldest brother, um, stopped going when he was like, God, around the same when I stopped and I was little, he was he would have stopped around that same time. He was nine years older than me, so he was maybe like sixteen, seventeen. And then my other brothers never went uh, really that much at all. It's cool though that that didn't rupture your family. It doesn't yeah. sound like you know because that is something yeah. that happens sometimes where people just stop talking to people, not just with Mormon faith, but other. Yeah, I think you know my mom's um, my mom's side of the family was not is not Mormon, so I think you know. I don't know if we if ties would have been broken if they had been and it would have been sort of uncomfortable and my dad's side like a little bit of my dad's side is but most of them aren't. Oh, interesting. So yeah, it's very much like Did they did your divided. mom so did your mom convert? Um she did when she was she was uh she started going to church when she was little because of some like neighbor or something. They yeah. got her. <laughs> they got they That's got her. Terrible. <laughs> That's not what I mean. Once in a while I'll get like a I'll get like a notice from something. I feel like I got like, um, you know, like a note left on my door yeah. from the missionaries who were mm-hmm. like, we found you. <laughs> and they don't mean it in like, a, you know what I mean? I know. It's the, but like my dad had himself excommunicated. Really? Yeah. He had himself taken off the books because really? he converted for my mom wow. when they, because she wanted to get married in the temple. He converted for her. Yeah. And then he just said, this is not going to yeah. work. Yeah. Well, it's a lot. Mm hmm. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. It's a lot to take on. Yeah. It's interesting too. Cause like, as you get older and you sort of look at yourself in relationships, not just with, um, partners, but like in friendships and stuff, it, I still, all due respect to everyone I've ever loved or still love. I don't know if anybody could have gotten me to do something that big and different mm-hmm. from what I do now. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. maybe it would be different if I hadn't, cause my dad was never religious yeah. growing up, but maybe if he had been, he wouldn't be so quick to be like, if oh, this is what you want, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. But to be that in that place, like wow. to be younger than I am way younger than I am now. Yeah. And for him to be like, yeah, I'll maybe, do this. Yeah, yeah, I want to be with you. If this is what's going to make you happy. And then to find out like, this is a wow. huge commitment. I was like, a drinker you know what i mean like there's just so much about his life that he had to change Mm -hmm. how long can that go on Mm -hmm. if you don't really believe it if you're not like oh i found my truth in this Mm -hmm. thing that you also believe yeah and for the people who who have uh it's it's sort of similar to my mom like i have a couple friends who even you know on set or whatever just people who work in the crew who are mormon or people that i've come across um where it's like it, it was a, you know, it was a thing of my much younger past. And I feel like they, I feel like they find it. Like, I, they'll be like, hello, Jeanette. Like, <laughs> if you want to like go to church, I'm like, where, like, how did you, how did you even know that was a part of my past? Like, I didn't think it was really out there. Yeah. You know, and you know, I, I'll, I'll talk but about it. But how did, I, how did you and I come to know that? Somehow we both knew, we I, found that out about each other. I would think it was probably my mom. Cause my mom was, been. was never really I remember shy being about like, it. I shouldn't curse in front of her. Like I kind of put, yeah. I put down the, the same like, like 
curtain of respect mm-hmm. that I do with my mom's side of the family, which is I try sure. not to take the Lord's name in vain. Yeah. It's like, is it a bit, you know, I try not to curse around them because yeah. cursing and saying God are not a, the biggest part of my personality where I'm like, I'm not going to change uh, a thing. Uh, <laughs> like, I love my grandma. Can, I'm not going to, cur- you know, yeah. I'm not going to say God in front of her. Sure. And like, and so I feel like I got so used to putting that down that it just dropped immediately <laughs> when I found out that your mom was Mormon was and I didn't know if you were or not. Yeah. I think uh-huh. I was immediately like, okay, baby, super respectful. Not going to say anything. Like, not going to make a joke about the mm-hmm. church. Not mm-hmm. going to do anything like that. Like, want to just be really over the top respectful. But because yeah. I don't, I think when we worked together, I was afraid that it's so funny. I think I was, I, I was afraid and insecure. Like, oh no, I hope if she finds out that I don't, that I'm like a lapsed Mormon. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to make her uncomfortable because some Mormons are really uncomfortable around you. Yeah. If you don't go anymore. Cause they're like, you know, yeah, do well, I say something? Do I ask, do I try to bring them back into the church? What's my responsibility here as a good LDS that's, member? That's yeah. That's what I feel like, you know, with, with people that, um, that are in our crew or whatever, or, you know, just like I said, that I've, that I've met through the business where it seems like, on top of being, you know, they're like, oh, she has a, you know, a, a past in, in this, in this, you know, church. And because we're also in the entertainment industry, that makes it like doubly weird. So then they'll in, in either invite me to their, I don't know what, like their, their building or their ward. Yeah, their ward. Thank you. Um, they'll invite me to their ward and to come with them. And I just, it's so hard because they're, they're wonderful people. I've never, I've never met a, I don't think a Mormon person who hasn't been like overwhelmingly kind to where yeah. it actually makes me uncomfortable. Cause I'll be like, I don't have that bone where you're <laughs> oh, just, no. you know, you're like making cookies and like, here, I'll yeah. help you. And I'm like, Oh, well, right. I know there's so many great qualities about it. Yeah. It's, it's weird to come to that. Um, I think that realization where it's like, Oh, this is, this is not for me yet. It's for, it's for certain other people and it's great that they believe in that. But how do I, how do I explain to them without making it weird that that's not mine anymore? And even like on my Facebook, my personal Facebook page, I have friends that are, you know, still LDS. And I think, Oh, if I like cuss in something that I say, are they going to get upset? Are they going to like unfriend me? Cause they, you know, are worried. And it's just this weird, like, I'm sure they, they really probably wouldn't care at all. And I'm probably just overthinking it. Well, that too. Like I really only have one who's, who's still pretty active in the church and yeah. like he curses and he sees our rated movies. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm turning, I, I, it's almost the thing where you like, I do sort of like, then I just make false assumptions about like, yeah. everyone must be fault. Like Teresa, like everyone must be following it to the letter. Well, yes. maybe they're not, maybe they, yeah, there are, are things about it version. that work for them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And mm-hmm. that, you know, they're not like uncomfortable or, or casting judgment mm-hmm. on us at all. They might be like completely comfortable with mm-hmm. whatever choices we have or haven't made, but mm-hmm. it's so interesting. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's get back to you. Cause my God, I've been talking a lot about myself too. Um, so, okay. I want to go back to you. I just burped cause I am drinking something sparkling. Guys, <laughs> FYI, crystal geyser. It's been a while since I've had doc Brown soda. Someone just remind me of that. Um, but I always manage to burp on the podcast. Like <laughs> can't not do it at least once, probably multiple times. Why do I like sparkling beverages so much? I've never been able to do sparkling water. I, uh, I don't know why it just doesn't do it. It for came me. on for me later on in life. Really? There's still time. <laughs> I, don't I want think you to it's give a, up. my friend, uh, Miranda always like when we're, when we go to restaurants, she'll get like the little, is it Perrier, uh-huh, Perrier yeah. whatever the little bottle of sparkling well, we're water. Fancy. And it looks so cool. I think she looks oh. awesome. <laughs> And I, I want to do it, it so I bad. No, I remember not liking sparkling water for the longest time. And I also don't really drink soda. Okay. 
which makes it sound like I, all these things. I'm like, listen, I don't really drink that much. Really, Janet, you're that far away from being a Mormon? No, clearly <laughs> not. Um, I don't really drink that much soda. And for some reason, all of a sudden, like I decided that I liked carbonated water. Really? Do you like, um, change do you like coconut up? water? I don't really, I can't believe I live in Los Angeles and I don't really have a lot of coconut water in my life, but I hmm. feel like I drank some once and I was like, this is pretty good. Yeah. And then I just forgot to ever care to drink it again. You got to try it straight from the me. coconut from Whole Foods. That's the oh. only kind that I've ever liked. I, I, it was something that I tried. Like I thought, oh, well, I can't do sparkling water, but I'll do like, I'll try coconut water because that's I'll another way to up. be healthy and for, I can feel good. Like, I don't know. I like holding a Starbucks cup. I like holding a coconut water. You know, <laughs> oh, it's just how it goes. It. So I had the coconut water in my hand and I kept like, it was just terrible. I couldn't get through like three sips. I thought it was awful. I thought this whole, the world is like living in a lie right now. Yeah. No one really likes this shit. They're just <laughs> pretending like we can all stop faking it. Right. And then somebody was like, have you tried it straight from the coconut? And I was like, I don't know. It like, makes me feel a little uncomfortable. But then I went to Whole Foods, got it. I like chopped the top off and it was very Ooh. difficult. I almost stabbed myself. And then I put a little straw in it and drank it straight from the coconut That's while watching so Gilligan's Lost. Island. Yeah. <laughs> now, does that happen? How often do you find yourself plopping open a coconut? Um, I think like it a weekly open. thing. A That's weekly coconut so hack. great. What happens to the rest of the coconut? Do you eat the coconut meat? I usually eat like the yeah, meat. Yeah, meat. I get a little spoon and I like carve it out. And it's pretty I good. I do like coconut. Mm-hmm. I think I had the same experience you did. I was like, I'm going to love this. I mm-hmm. love coconut mm-hmm. flavor. Mm-hmm. And then I had it and I was like, hmm. It's dirt water, actually. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> if someone just, it's true that whatever was handed to me, if someone didn't explain what it was, I would be like, there is something seriously wrong with whatever this is. Because <laughs> it's not one thing or another enough mm. to not just taste like it's something that's off mm-hmm. and not just be like oh well, maybe it's just a taste that i don't like it's like oh this is not a this is maybe something that's gone bad yes exactly <laughs> yeah. but now that i know i need to be hacking i'm stroking my invisible beard now <laughs> that i know i need to be hacking off an actual top of a coconut do you like <laughs> tropical places um yeah i do i'm uh yeah this is a real coconut specific segue. I, I get very, I get very sunburned so for that reason. Me yeah, too. we're both super pale. Yeah. Um, I get really sunburned. So for that reason, I don't, I don't love tropical places, but I can, I can get down with one. Like when you know that you have a little time off and let's say you're rested enough that you don't just want to like kind of be at home. Cause yeah. I go through those pockets too. Where do you like, where do you itch to go? Where are you like, I, I would love to get to blah, blah, blah. Um, I recently had a week off. I had a hiatus week where we had no like promotions, promotional, anything, photo shoots, anything. I you thought, guys have so much of that with Nick. Yeah. Huh? Well, the yeah. thing is every fourth week we have off for a hiatus and, 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 you know, I, I usually start looking forward to the hiatus and thinking, oh, I'm going to have all, I have all these big plans. I'm going to see all my friends. And then it's like, actually you have five days of photo shoots and two days of promo shoots and it pretty much fills up more than even the work yeah. week. But I had uh, like nine days off in a row and I was like, I'm buckling down. I'm going to do it. I've wanted to go to, to Disney World for 21 years. So I've I did never it. been. Have you not? I've never been either. Oh I've been to Disneyland a million times yeah. and I've never of been course. to Disney World. Disney World's very fun. Um, I think Disneyland feels more like home. I'm sure you think the same thing. I know I'll feel that way. Because mm-hmm. there is, there is going to be, I think people who know I love Disneyland are like, you will enjoy Disney World. You'll love Look. Epcot uh-huh. and like all the other stuff Epcot that was, isn't yep. like mm-hmm. the weird like when you have a dream and you're like, it was my house, but it wasn't my house. That's yeah. what I imagine Disney World to that's be. It's like, exactly that's what the it castle, is. but that's not the castle. <laughs> that's completely what yeah. it is. That's exactly <laughs> how it is. Oh my God. It felt like it was a little, it was a little awkward. I felt like, 
you know, I should be recognizing the employees because that's what always happens at Disneyland, but I didn't. And I was like, who are you people? Where am I going? I wore a wig so that I could just go completely like... Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. Now I'm saying this and I'm going to spoil it for my future Disney World excursions. You can't describe the wig. Could have been any wig. Yeah. Now everyone's just going to be... Everyone's going to be turning people around. Anyone standing who looks like they might have a wig on, they're going to get yanked around by the shoulders. Oh, you did that. Um, Like I have... Did you... So you didn't do like a greeter or anything? You didn't cut the lines? You just went incog, super incog? I just uh, went for fun um, and, you know, stood in lines, waited, was super sweaty and had a great time. Um, Yeah. What time of year is it? Was it This was like... God, what are we in now? April? I guess this is in the beginning of March. <laughs> okay. It already was like hot down there. Like, yeah, it was super yeah, hot. Global warming, it was very guys. sticky. Yeah. <laughs> We're all going to take yeah. pretty quick. Here. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> uh, but actually next week I'm going to Mexico. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Have you been down there before? Uh, I went down for, I did like a Nickelodeon cruise where they were airing episodes. Uh, they were like premiering episodes of iCarly and doing a big promotional event where we were shooting behind the scenes stuff on the cruise. But I got a free cruise out of it, which was awesome. Yeah. And went with a couple castmates. So that was really cool. And we all hung out a lot. Um, but we went to, I think, Puerto Vallarta for like a day, but it was just a quick, I did like the zip lining excursion pass some banana leaves and then like hop back on <laughs> that was Mexico. <laughs> yeah what if you thought what if you walked away feeling like mexico was just a series of zip lines <laughs> you know that's how they get around down there Mexico, they just get around i can only assume i wish they only get around by zip line <laughs> mm-hmm. i kind of wish we could travel everywhere by zip line i know i have my house there's like a little balcony and there you know then there's like the tele i guess the telephone poles and mm-hmm. it like it connects to the people across the street from me and i just have i have this fantasy every time i look out of the balcony to where i can just like <laughs> Put a, throw a hanger over the top sure. and then just like dangle from my hanger and like show up at their house. Sure. <laughs> That's like the mo- the least, uh, like it's like a spy who yeah. really doesn't have anything to spy on, but still needs to do spy maneuvers mm-hmm. just to get like borrow a cup of sugar. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone ever has maybe in the fifties, people actually borrowed cups of sugar. From I one wish another. somebody borrowed cups of sugar now. I mean, it'd be a better time. It's very folksy. Mm-hmm. It's very folksy. <laughs> okay. So you like Disneyland and, and have you been to like Europe and stuff? You must've, um, I've been to Europe, uh, a little bit, but I've never been to like Paris or anything like that. Oh, and everybody says I got to go. Have you been? Yeah. I'm so excited for you to go to Paris. Is it for ever- you may everybody never has leave. that reaction though. I know. I and know. then I have this weird, like, what if I don't like it as much as I should? Because everybody says how great I it hear is, that. And, you know. But you will. And there's, there's not like a thing where, like you put locks on a little bridge. Yeah. What is th- what is That's that? So sweet. And then you like you buy a padlock if you're yeah. there with your sweetie. You buy a padlock and then you like put your initials on it and then you throw the key into the Seine into the river and that means that like your love will last forever because you're mm-hmm. you threw your key into the river until they like dredge up all the keys and mail them back to everyone uh, monsieur <laughs> you have poisoned our river with your keys okay, um <laughs> no but it is incredible to see it's just like uh, endless 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 like locks on top of locks lo- like they, wow. there's no more room on the actual like iron of the bridge now so you hmm. if you're gonna do it you have to lock your lock to someone else's lock which is kind of sweet yeah but, but then, then the cynic like in me is like, on theirs. <laughs> those guys didn't make it. So you won't make it, but it would be really interesting. I wonder if, I mean, you can't, there's no finding anyone, hmm. but it would be interesting to know, like, I'm so cynical, but like how many, yeah, what the rate, what is. the percentage is of people who do that, who are still together. I bet it's like 5%. I'm sure it's terrible. Uh, well, maybe it's, maybe, it's real. maybe it's way bigger than that. But also, like, who cares? Because when you're in the moment and you're feeling that, yeah, I who make the that, gesture. Somebody told me uh, I was going through a breakup, and somebody was like, "You shouldn't." See, I was thinking, like, "Oh God, I can't believe like I I did this for so long, and I can't believe I was so foolish to ever have fallen for this person." And then 
you know, to not be with them anymore. It just felt like, you know, I wasted all that time. They're like, well, first of all, you didn't because you learned things. And second of all, no, like, relationship that you go through is is a failure because you, you take so much from it and it allows you to really evaluate yourself at that moment. And you Absolutely. were in that, hopefully you were being sincere in that moment. You know, if you were, if you were deceiving yourself or them, then that's a different story. But if you, if you're in love or feeling that, then, you know, nobody can judge you. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing I think to hear when you're younger too, is to give something time. Cause it just, uh, time just works yeah. differently. And it, and I, as, you know, being older than you, I can say it just starts to move. It really does start to move faster and faster to the point where, like, you know, and I'm sure you've even experienced this, like a car ride that felt like it was yes. forever when you were a little kid mm-hmm. suddenly is like, what? Mm-hmm. But that's 10. You're telling me that was 10 minutes the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't just take a different route because mm-hmm. that took an hour. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing how that stuff starts to like rush together, the more experiences you build up. And so for me with breakups, when I was a teenager, yeah, it felt like a, I was with someone forever. Yeah. Even if it was like two months. Yeah. And then yeah, if I felt like I made a mistake and someone was like, you know what? You might feel differently about this when you look back in like a year. I would be like, a year, please, that's forever away. Yeah, that's I can't, never going to happen. Feel that. Yeah. Did you do like relationships a lot when you were younger or were, did it you take a while to get there? No, I, did, I started really young. Yeah. I don't remember what, how or why that happens. Mm-hmm. How about you? Um, no, I wasn't, uh, I didn't really date anybody until I was like 16. Then I went on Was dates. that because your parents wanted you to kind of, they wanted, they-, they wanted me to wait. Um, yeah, I was, I was kind of a little boy crazy. Like I definitely could have gone, I could have, uh, had some disasters on my hands if, you know what I mean? Like just spending too much time. Pregnant at 10. <laughs> that's, that's my, that's my takeaway. <laughs> that's what I meant. Um, but I don't know. I guess because, uh, you know, I took dance classes, so there were either girls or gay boys in those classes, so no potential there. And I was homeschooled, so no potential there. Neighborhood and, kids? Um, no neighborhood cuties. Nobody. Yeah. Um, my my friend, my neighbor had uh, some brothers that I didn't like at all. <laughs> and then um, my brothers had some friends that I liked, but they were older. Then I started iCarly. And then uh, by the time I was like 16, I started dating a little bit and then had my first like boyfriend when I was 18. Yeah. So it took me a long time. Some of my friends date when they were like, oh my God. So I was in a dance class and, uh, all my friends, like a lot of them went to the same public school and it was my friend's 12th birthday. And I was so excited. Uh, it was my good friend Renee and I had, you know, we'd all gone to everybody's birthday for the past, like since we were seven years old and it was always, we either had like tea parties. There was like a girl mania thing or like a hair party and everybody do each other hairs or do each other's hair. Everybody do each other's hairs. But First like, of all, I side comment. I I never had anything that was like so organized and themed when I was growing really? up. Everything was just, just like so scattered. I guess. Yeah, if we were lucky, it would be like we're going to golf and stuff. <laughs> Brunswick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't feel like we ever had like I like the sound of this sort of like theme and organization. That was of all stuff. that. Mine were certainly slapped together. Yeah. <laughs> my mom wasn't the most organized. Um but so then it was my friend's twelfth birthday and I thought it was gonna be like everything else and we were gonna have a great time. And I showed up and it was I was like, Renee, oh my god, I'm so excited. And I could just sense like a weird energy from her like um and we're so great she's actually still one of my best friends but um it was just different and then i quickly realized there was a boy there that she really liked oh. and then i was like oh megan like let's hang out a little bit and Megan's like oh i brought my boyfriend so i was like oh. okay katie katie will definitely <laughs> hang out with me and katie's like oh, i'm sorry i really want to like i want to see where this goes with craig so like oh and then everybody started sitting we were at a park and everybody started sitting in like trees with their boyfriends so then i went over to the swing set and was just like swinging <laughs> looking down and that was when i first really realized like oh it's happening like all my friends are so excited to get their training bras while i'm like 
doing jumping jacks so i don't get boobs uh-huh. and all my friends are starting to date and i'm you know still five years old <laughs> and it's so interesting too because you ended up doing something that is so grown up in the sense of being on a show and you know getting that job at 14 yeah but at the same time <clears throat> i have to imagine that working at a place like nickelodeon is going to be a different experience than like you know um why am I blanking on her name right now? She's on The Legend of Korra. But the little girl who's... I can't, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. But she's on Mad Men. Yeah. Um, point being, like, to grow up in this, like, where you are the only kid. Yeah, yeah. One of the only kids and in this, all this very adult yeah. environment on mm-hmm. a very adult show mm-hmm. versus coming in as you know a young person but coming into a kids network where you know the people who are watching you are younger than you or your age and then you know you at least have you know Mm -hmm. co-stars and stuff who are the same age and also like i feel like i mean my assumption would be that there's just like a protect there's a little bit of protection that happens on behalf of the network and stuff yeah there is i mean they definitely like even before we started the show they had to sit through like a media training session and like here's here's how you answer questions and you know you shouldn't say too much about yourself and don't say anything private online like that kind of stuff thank Um, god they did that yeah i mean because none of us even we were none of us had like my back then it was you know myspace was popular we didn't have myspace accounts we didn't have facebook so then we were like oh well maybe we'll like get facebook so we can be friends with each other and that's kind of what started (laughs) how much had you done before icarly Um, were you in any way prepared for what it how it changed your life i was i had i had worked a lot consistently but never like uh i had never had like that that obviously had not had that big break, but I had never done like a lengthy job for anything. And I would do the eight day guest spots and then like cry because I left and I wasn't a part of like a family. Yeah. I just wanted to be part of a family. But um, all I had done before I Carly was really I had done one guest spot on a, on a kid show called Zoe 101 that our producer actually produced. So he like remembered me from that. Yeah. For I Carly. But before then, I did mainly like dramatic stuff where I'd be like crying and I was always either abused or like killing somebody or something <laughs> like really serious i take back what i said about you ending up on a uh, nickelodeon (laughs) really you would be like yeah it was uh, yeah i played like i was like this girl with bipolar disorder i always got the the weird weird ones that says good things about you Um, as an actor it's can't be easy to find a young person at that age that can uh, like pull it off i guess i i I guess but i felt like it was maybe just because you had to do such weird things in the audition room that i just like okay i'll (laughs) you know what i mean i just do whatever but um yeah, I, I but not like to a be child prostitute. About that, so, hey. Yeah, and I. Didn't, but my mom didn't want to tell me what it was that I was doing, so she'd be like, "You're gonna have to wear like really uncomfortable clothes this week," <laughs> and the woman's gonna be saying things. Just ignore the lines that she's saying. Just like don't listen to them. Wow. And then you just say your lines, and I was like, "How? But how do I know when I talk? <laughs> like, how do I? But what do I do, mom? How do I do that?" So then eventually she was like, "Okay, well here's what's happening," and she kind of broke it down for me, and I was like, "Oh." Okay. But so that is interesting because that goes, it really does go in opposition of everything I say, I was saying, because you really were, it's so interesting. I'm, I'm just fascinated by the idea of like being in a much more adult world than for example, someone like I was when I was 10, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Um, and so, but here I am in this like just regular kid's life, but I'm like making out with my boyfriend <laughs> who knows why or how they ended up getting like, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and I didn't lose my virginity super early at all, but yeah. like, I definitely was smooching it up and yeah. like partnering up pretty young. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yet you here you are like doing this thing that now to me seems so adult and I can't imagine yeah. the little me like showing up to a set and, you know, being a child prostitute, like being professional about it. And, you know, you know, it's weird though. I feel like because 
you know, I feel like you, your path is so much more mature because when you are like a kid in these really adult environments, you're treated more as like the golden child, like, oh, you're everybody's kid. Everybody's so excited to have some young blood and like to have the innocent pliable mind that they can like tell everything to and be super sweet to. So I feel, I feel like I lived a lot of my life filling that role. Interesting. Like, oh, I'm the kid. Like I'm the young one. And on top of that, I was the youngest child in my family. So I was always like, the little person. And then it was, it was weird when I started realizing, you know, once I had started iCarly and I was like, oh, there are other people my age. So I can actually have like converse, normal conversations with them. And I, I don't have to fill this like kid role so much anymore. Um, that was a, a weird kind of transition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That totally <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. It's like, you know what you're talking about, Jeanette. How did you pull this off? <laughs> it's like, you know how to describe your own life and your experiences. I'm stunned. <laughs> Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Hi, everybody. My name is Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Dr. Sydney McElroy. That, that is true. It's important in this context because we host a medical history podcast called Sawbones. Oh, I thought we were going to. We should have worked on that. Sawbones. Sawbones isn't afraid to ask the hard-hitting questions. Like, are vaccines as safe and reliable as they want us to believe. Yes. Do I have to get a flu shot? Yes. Uh, Okay. Is science a miracle? No. We have a lot of great history for you and a lot of laughs. And sometimes the history is so bad that there's no laughs. But you'll learn something. You'll feel something. And it's always sawbones. That's right. (laughs) Every week on MaximumFun.org. to do a couple of these why don't we do a yeah, couple do. of these remember when i was like maybe i'll start with these it's been 50 minutes Five zero. um okay let's start with that now here's what i'm gonna ask for this one okay. uh this is gonna tell me like my future what is it no do? it's gonna ask questions that you've probably already answered which is why i was like why don't i start with these i never do um but uh i want you to describe one of these col- I you know i'm gonna spell it out but i rather than just calling it blue or like whatever okay. uh i think it's funny because these actually say the color names i think it would okay. be funny if you just describe what you what like what color like each what one it is? is to you but oh. pick one uh this one's like carrot soup carrot soup c-a-r-r-o-t-s-o-u-p <laughs> that was a real challenge for me pick a number um do i tell you yeah uh, eight one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Pick another number. Three. One, two, three. Pick one more number. Five. Five. Okay. Number five. Oh, this is a good one. Who did you look up to creatively? And let's do a, like a famous person and then just, it doesn't, somebody who wasn't famous. Hmm. Like uh, now or when I was little? When you were like a teenager, like when you were, fifth, say, 15. Um, I really looked up to... I loved Adam Sandler because I grew up, you know, with my older brothers. We would always watch Saturday Night Live. Of course, he was a huge part of that. He and like Mike Myers, I was obsessed with. Um, and then I, I loved like Happy Gilmore and, and Billy Madison and any of those like 90s comedies were just my jam. I just couldn't get funnier than that. And it, like, you know, the Austin Powers and all that stuff. That's that was and I was watching them when I was too young because my brothers were older and it was it was more like their mm-hmm. age. Um, but I felt like the luckiest kid in the world. I was so glad that I had older, older brothers because I got to see the coolest movies, watch the coolest shows. Yeah. And, you know, nobody was nobody was stopping me because there was one TV and I either watched or went in the other room. So I got yeah. to watch everything. Good old Adam Sandler. That's a good one. That's a real good one. He's so nice. Is he? I've never worked with him, but um, I'm friends with somebody who's very close to him. And yeah. 
every encounter I've ever had with him, he's just like the sweet, like so sweet. Yeah. Like, oh, you're so sweet. It's, it's, it's kind of intimidating when a person's that, you know what I mean? Like that great, that sweet, that funny, that it's like, it makes me nervous. (laughs) I feel, except that everyone is like, that's also Jeanette McCurdy. So that's hilarious (laughs) that you would say that. All right. Now you're limited to, uh, I guess the colors that are written on here. Okay. I'll go, uh, I'm going to go pink. Great. P I N K. Uh, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One. One. I'm going to go for it because I don't know what one is. Oh, see, now this is a tricky one for you because it doesn't really work. Okay. But this will be fun because it could be an exercise in what you think you would have been like. Okay. In high school. Okay. If you had to fit in with a clique other than the one you mainly identified with, what would it be? The world is your oyster. This can be like Ooh. whatever you want. So, okay, so I feel like I'm my I mainly would have identified with some sort of like outcast because when I was like 14, 15, I was still wearing clothes from like, you know, children's place limited to like I didn't I wasn't, you know, I didn't know how to do my hair. Like I didn't your shave hairs, my legs. Please. You didn't know how to do your hair. My hair. Um, but if I wasn't with them, then I would probably be with like god i wouldn't be theater i wouldn't be like what do they have they don't have glee club in, in college or high school well, they? they might yeah they might like yeah maybe i would have tried yeah. that like something yeah. where everybody's just i kind of always i i loved singing so much i i kind of envied my friends who were in like chorale or yeah. choir and stuff mm-hmm. yeah. that's a that's a really tough question because it makes you think away from immediate stereotype and into like nearest hmm. yeah yeah, that's I a good that. answer corral and i in glee club there you go <laughs> um all right i'll do one more do you have a preference on mini or maxi uh mini <laughs> <laughs> not just because maxi sounds immediately gross <laughs> um oh this one's so small and cute okay oh blue b-l-u-e uh three one two three five describe your most regrettable fashion choice as a teenager. Oh, dear God. Did love the picture that you sent me. I did send you a pretty amazing <laughs> it's picture. It's gorgeous. Um, but I wore, okay, I was going to the Scott Pilgrim versus the World premiere. And I was very excited. It was like a last minute thing. I think they just, I think they had said, like, I think my, my publicist at the time had like submitted my name and they had said, like, hell no. And then I think like <laughs> last minute they had more tickets. So they're like, sure, oh, you can come. Oh, no. <laughs> so um, I went and I went with a couple of my castmates, but I didn't have an outfit plan because I had never heard back whether I was going or not. So I like wore this horrible, like purple frilly shirt. Um, and it was from Express, a place I typically really like the clothes from, but that shirt was just not not suitable for me and like these skinny jeans that didn't go with the shirt at all and then these shoes that like closed over my it was just it was so (laughs) atrocious i will probably have to send you a picture of that because i'm very excited to see it oh my god and i did my own makeup and i had just started doing my own makeup so i had like a really thick like black cat eyeliner that just didn't it didn't work (laughs) and to be doing that in the public eye too like all of my mistakes were in at the biggest moment of icarly like yes it was so bad but uh, i think it's oh, well. I, I don't know again i maintain that like those humbling moments as long as you don't you know spiral into a place of like i hate myself if you're just in a humble place where you're like yep totally dorked out in front of everybody <laughs> you know then then that's going to be the thing that keeps you like grounded um yeah. i can't oh hi it's right here everybody's <laughs> fine i thought i was gonna have to get up and like make you i was wondering what was happening what is she what kind of stretching is she doing what a weird stretching okay <laughs> i think i just um released a, a small burp did you <laughs> you're, <welcome>. <laughs> you're not even drinking sparkling no. 
it was a sympathy burp from yeah. me to try to make me look better i appreciate yeah. that you're welcome not gonna happen <laughs> i'm still uh looking grotesque all right let's get into some mash um god i feel like i almost started asking you some here's a wow this just came out of completely nowhere this is completely out of nowhere. Ooh. I don't even know really what the question is yet. Okay. I like to tailor my mash questions to kind of stuff we've been talking about. Okay. But I don't know. For some reason, this just popped into my head. Although I do know which one I'm going to give you in a second. This just popped into my head. <laughs> Name. Did you dress up a lot for Halloween? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Give me three Halloween costumes that a la the old Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode. I really don't know where this came from. Um, you get to actually become one of your Halloween costumes for a day. Okay. And give me three. Three. Um, Eloise. Do you know who that is? I do. Lives um, in the hotel, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, the problem is I was her when I was 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I was a Jawa from Star Wars oh, with my brothers. Wonderful. All three of us were Jawas. And uh, I was a Ghostbuster. Oh, these are great. <laughs> I would love to dress up as a Ghostbuster. Good job. Thank you. How did you... Well, that seems like a lot of gear. Um, yeah, it was a lot. My mom was all, was all about the Halloween costume planning, and it would start like in September, and we would nice. just go wherever we needed to go, Goodwill or Michael's or whatever, to get the, the costumes that we needed. Oh, it was a big... Great. Were you and your brothers all thing. Ghostbusters? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. maybe the cutest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> if you have any questions or any pictures of that, I'll be very, very excited. Okay, next question. Um, I've, it's been on hiatus a little bit because I've had some guests lately who haven't been that excited by it. I don't need to worry about that with you. Three <laughs> Disneyland rides that become real in some way. Ooh, Space Mountain. Great, great, great. Um, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. God, that's such a fun ride. Yeah. And Haunted Mansion. Great. I feel very, very good about my choices there. I feel great about your choices, too. <laughs> Haunted Mansion, of all of them, was definitely the one where it was like, if there was only a way for me to just be here. Like, you don't, when you're little, you don't think about it as like a ride where they turn all the lights on. Yes. Just mm-hmm. I just wanted to like really get down into that dining room where that like cake was oh my and all God, the dancing yes. spirits and stuff anything See that's far enough away yes. you're like i want to get close up mm-hmm. i wish so bad if Ugh. i had like three wishes from a genie i'd probably wish to just like meander around like yeah. a disneyland ride for a little bit just I to know. see it you know Take i it agree on. and i don't but i don't want to see like i don't want them to turn the lights on i just want to have it all to myself yeah that's all that's <laughs> mm-hmm. all we're asking mm-hmm. it's not much to ask mm-hmm. um okay number three is going to be uh three totally different completely different from what you do now careers that like in an alternate universe you're doing and they're like easy so you don't have to worry you know if you if you're like i'd have a ranch uh, no one's saying that that means the stuff that makes you you know your neck and your back hurt because it's hard work <laughs> it's just the fun stuff won't overthink it yeah i'll um i would want to be like an astronaut great um i would what if you just to- made them only match your disneyland answers <laughs> I would be an astronaut. I would be an explorer. (laughs) And I would be a ghost. (laughs) Oh, okay. No, sorry. Astronaut. Um, Maybe a, like a research scientist. Mm -hmm. I had that brain and an interior designer. Wonderful. Wonderful and relatable to my life. Okay. (laughs) Um, Next question is you can perennial favorite question of mine you can access a food that you love um with a snap of a finger or twitch of the nose bewitch style um (laughs) it can be as it can be just like something you always wish you could always have Mm -hmm. or it could be like a very specific thing that you you know is like oh in memphis there's this blah 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 delicious okay 
I'm going to say um, cookies and cream ice cream. Oh, what particular brand do you uh, get most excited about, if any? Uh, Baskin Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> medal, say, I'm a gold medal ribbon girl myself. I've never had that. <gasps> what is it? It's vanilla ice cream with a ribbon of hot, uh, like not hot fudge, but a ribbon of fudge and a ribbon of caramel running through. Ooh. Yeah. Can you get that like at the store? Is that like the specific? Is that? I think you have to go to Baskin Robbins, which oh, okay. I've not set foot in a Baskin Robbins. I don't know if they make it anymore. I walked past one today and I had a little moment of a fantasy, yeah. but I didn't go in. Yeah. Mm, you know. I know. Uh, okay. So ice cream, I would say a, like maybe an eel avocado roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Great mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And because I love how it makes my teeth feel and I love the taste and I have like two a day apples. Oh, I love that you started by saying you love how you make your, it makes your teeth feel. That's mm-hmm. so specific. Maybe I don't eat enough apples. They're very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I spent some time talking about apples on a recent podcast. I can't remember why, but I named like 10 of them all. I was really? like, I don't eat apples that often. Gayla, I know, lady, the pink lady. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, why am I? How do mm-hmm. I? Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to do this it's a, it, midstream. Three uh, guys that are. Uh, I mean, it's great if they're like famous in some way. Yeah. Uh, that is either your husband or your boyfriend. Um, oh. Could be for. It could be like somebody who's, you know, it doesn't have to be based in reality. It can be okay. somebody who was, you know, young Cary Grant or. Got it. I would say um, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. I would I'm say right Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say, God, I want like a I want a funny guy. You know, like maybe uh, Jim Carrey. Great, 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 great. I thought maybe Adam Sandler for a second, but I was thinking Adam Sandler, but he's such a family man. I feel like, yeah, you know, I know. <laughs> I he's your buddy. Away. Yeah, he's like your uncle Adam. <laughs> um, okay, these are great. I just burped again. Don't worry. Um, okay, what about a skill? A skill that you wish you had that, like, if you woke up tomorrow, Matrix style, it was just all downloaded into your brain, and you're like, oh, sweet, I can do blank now. Three. Ooh, I wish that I um, was really good with like algorithms or like solving a Rubik's cube. I can't believe you used <laughs> one of your wishes on algorithms. Your brother would be so proud of you. I uh, I had dinner with him yesterday, and yeah, it was killing me the way that he was talking about things. <sighs> um, so that's probably why. I would like to. Oh, I'd love to be like a concert pianist. Mm-hmm. Great piano, got it. And I would love to. Couldn't it be like a superpower? Yeah, sure. I want to be invisible. Not? Great. Mm-hmm. This is a that's a motley assortment of choices. <laughs> right? Pretty wonderful. Very different. Pretty wonderful. Okay. Um, now that I know you like interior design, this is interesting to me. You can add a room on to your current house. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what room it is or why. Mm-hmm. But three. What are they? And what is the style? One is a. Uh, because I saw a friend of mine who had one and I was so jealous. I loved it so much. A huge room that's just a walk-in closet with glass cabinets. Great. Um, so I can see everything and not gorgeous, you know, sift through all my laundry. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do a, oh, I do like a private, I would do like a private, uh, like j- a jacuzzi room. Mm-hmm. It's not like a bath. It's like I got a jacuzzi and like a like a spa like a like mini a spa, spa room yeah mm-hmm. mini spa great it great it <laughs> my hairs uh, <laughs> mini spa got it got it great and i would do uh a gym nice nice i'm get gonna regret done. that one if i get that one i'm gonna hate myself because i'll you never go there <laughs> i'll never go there no i'll leave it i know 
Oh, you know what I do? I have a better one. I would yeah. do like a um, a candy shop. Oh my god, that's like, great! Right, like a Willy Wonka style. Like, oh chocolate my fountain. god, way to think out of the box. I love it. <laughs> Wonka. I'll know exactly what that means. So the uh, opposite of a gym. <laughs> the, the absolute <laughs> at least polar opposite of a gym. Oh, well. Amazing. Um, and then I'm gonna uh, round off with. <clears throat> the classic but with a twist um you have a vacation home somewhere okay i'm gonna give you i'm gonna throw it at you could be totally fictitious place okay like tatooine or okay you know mm-hmm. uh middle earth whatever uh <laughs> i gotta come up with some better examples because whenever i do this question i can't for some reason those are the two things that come up i would They're pick neither fictitious. i would pick neither <laughs> uh or like a real place okay i'm gonna say um hill valley from back to the future amazing and i am gonna say uh, Arendelle from Frozen. Oh, I've not seen Frozen yet. Oh my God, know, you have to! It's I'm so good. I'm a fool. Uh, and I'm gonna say uh, Moss Eisley. Wait, what? Who? Moss Eisley from uh, Star Wars. <laughs> Which one is that? Where's that? There's like a cantina. It's like dark. There's oh, is that from characters. the original Star? Wars? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it's called Moss Eisley. <laughs> I can't believe you just outnerded me on Star Wars. <laughs> I can't look at myself in the mirror ever again. This is horrifying. Okay. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm going to pause this. Okay. Do some math. <laughs> okay. I'll come back and reveal your 100% guarantee right. future. All right. Okay. I'm recording. Wow. That was a scary moment. Um, uh, this has gone great. Also, I don't remember the marker being that smelly. <laughs> right now I'm like... <laughs> you just pass it. I can't really see the page. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't even know where to start. There's so much great stuff here. Because we were just talking about it offline, I want to congratulate you on your alternate career of being an interior designer. Yes. All right. So that's exciting, which Ooh. explains why you had the extraordinary imagination and fortitude to create your own little candy shop. <laughs> I love in lieu of a gym, I love it. In your home, it's very. I'm so easy glad to I didn't I'm go gym. Excited. I am so glad you didn't go gym, also because you totally would have ended up with it and been bummed. <laughs> Fantastic candy shop. Um, is if that weren't enough, you can also conjure the most delicious cookies and cream ice cream. Oh, Drop yeah. of a hat. Mm-hmm. No ramifications to your physique or uh, <laughs> figure in any way. Um, I want to also assure you that plenty of adventure awaits for you. In real life Space Mountain, <laughs> which is cool because that basically means you also got astronaut. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you got a, you in a way, up there. I really, yeah, mm-hmm. you kind of, you kind of, uh, like you beat the system is what I'm saying. <laughs> and also you're a real life Ghostbuster. <laughs> okay. So that's almost like the Haunted Mansion came alive. So you kind of like, it's I almost an embarrassment it all in, of riches. In a way. And as if that weren't enough, you also enjoy a mansion. Thank you very much. <laughs> in Arendelle. Oh my god! Yeah, things are it's really perfect. kind of amazing. Um, uh, also, you're great at algorithms. I don't know. I don't know. That's just the thing you're great at. Also, it's just the hobby. As if that weren't enough. As I sit in the mansion. Yeah. Listen, all of your hobbies are so adventurous that, like, I could see how your regular life is so adventurous that sitting down in front of an algorithm probably feels like the only break you get. <laughs> Um, and you can enjoy all of these things and more with your husband, young Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> It's perfect. So major, major applause. <laughs> you did it. You really did it. You knocked it right out of the park. Wow, I that's a good happier. mash future. It's a really good mash future. 
Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you so much for is having me. Is there anything me. that you felt that we didn't cover that you would like to say? No, this was this what is if very you're like, thorough. I'd like to explain quilting. <laughs> we need to go back to coconuts for <laughs> just a while. <laughs> I could, I would. Uh, no, this is so fun. Thanks for having me. And it's My been pleasure. it's so peaceful here. It's such a nice like. I don't know. If Thank you. Very... Yeah, I feel it's the it's a good like spot to not go crazy in this town. To think, yeah. yeah. I walked in and I felt like at ease. It's very rare. I also drugged you. There's a little <laughs> gas that comes in the second I open the door. You're immediately gassed by like a weird sort of like yeah, nitrous oxide. I could be doing a sharp. It's a, it's a sharpie. I could be doing dental work on you right now, and you wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, well, that's great. Well, I'm sure, boy, you know what the best part is, is that it's occurring to me now that I monopolized that entire conversation, that a bunch of your fans are going to listen to this and be like, who is that girl? And why did she not shut up and let Jeanette talk? But I do want to yeah, welcome right. those young ladies in, uh, and young men and say, thanks for listening. Um, thanks, guys. and, uh, yeah. And, and you guys know, you guys keep, uh, in close contact with Jeanette. So you know where to find her. That sounds super <laughs> creepy. <laughs> but my point being, but anybody who, is, but anybody who's listening to the podcast who isn't familiar with you, um, can see you on uh, your Nickelodeon show. And it's called Salmon Cat. It's called Salmon Cat. And it's on uh, Saturdays all the time. <laughs> great, great, great. I also have no idea when the cartoon I'm on on Nickelodeon great. ever airs. Okay, can't ever be helpful in that way. Perfect. Um, and uh, and you're on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter. It's just my name. Uh, it's spelled funny, but if you just like Google search it, you'll you'll, you'll get it. You'll get it together. You you'll get it together, much. everybody. I, we believe in you. We know you've got it, and you. We believe. And you love you. Good night. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported